0: everyone, welcome to Do I Still Love It? The nostalgia podcast where we look back at our childhood and wonder if things that we loved then are worth loving now. My name is Marshall James. And
1: I'm Laura Weiss.
0: And every week we get together with a friend to watch a movie or a TV show that we remember loving as kids to determine, do we still love it?
1: This week we have one of my best friends in the world, Dan Koplowitz. Dan is a sync agent in the music industry and he is also Very famous in Finland, guys. (laughs) Viral famous in Finland. (laughs) Dan, hello.
2: Hi, Laura. Thanks for having me here. We
1: we talk like we never speak. Um, So uh, you you must explain to our guests the thing I just said that at this point must just bring you just constant hilarity or shame. I'm not sure. Oh,
2: I mean, you know, this is a monkey on my back that I'm going to carry with me for the rest of my life. Yeah, I I pretty much got my 15 minutes of fame. uh,
1: Earlier this year, right?
2: Earlier this year, about maybe six, eight eight months ago, give or take, uh, on a boat, on a boat in Finland. So I was in Estonia, which if you don't know where Estonia is, you're forgiven because I originally had to look it up on Wikipedia. But you
1: do tell me it's rad, right?
2: Estonia is super rad. And as a side note, I once saw their president do a DJ set. (laughs) Tumas Hendrik Ilves, he's the most baller president of all time. Nice. Uh, I was in Estonia at a music industry conference because I do work in music and uh, decided to head over. I work with a lot of Scandinavian and Nordic bands, uh, Finland being one of the Nordic countries. Uh, So I decided to head over uh, and take a ferry from Tallinn, which is the capital of Estonia, to Helsinki, the capital of Finland. Uh, across the Baltic Sea. So this ride, really, if you're going fast on the boat, it'd be like forty-five minutes. But <laughs> the boat goes slow on purpose because <laughs> it's it's a booze cruise. <laughs> okay. This is uh, this is international it, it, waters. It pulls
1: no punches, from what I gather. Oh
2: yeah, we'll see. Booze is really cheap because it's expensive in Finland. So you have people get on this boat and they just load up, just like. Tall boy, you know, stacks crates of tall boys of you know cheap Estonian Mm. beer, and there's karaoke, and it's just, I mean, we're allowed to swear on the podcast, right? Yeah, it's a shit show. Uh It's a complete and total shit show. So I'm listening by myself. You have to understand it's Sunday night, it's not party Now, time. did you know
0: ahead of time this was like a booze cruise or were you expecting this is just public transit going to get me from capital to capital?
2: I'd heard stories. So I was ready for <laughs> alcohol, but I wasn't ready for quite what I experienced. Now,
1: what did you experience? So
2: I'm on the boat for not even five minutes. I mean, we haven't pulled out of the port and people are already I and mean, people are walking onto the boat hammered. So this guy, drunk Finnish guy, very very drunk Finnish guy, comes up to me and immediately tries to start a fight with me. Uh, I mean, he's he's holding a like bottle of, I think it was like vodka in one hand, and uh, calls me a lamb fucker. <laughs> Which I I assume was He's, an ethnic thing. I was going to say, did
0: he think you were like a New Zealander? I feel like and that's did, an, yeah, an application really. given to people from
2: down under. Well, you know, I have so, I have sort of Semitic features. Oh, is, uh, that, a, is that a Jewish thing? Do did, did, did we? I don't know, but but, but by <laughs> Maybe the way, in Finland, it's, it's, an, it's an insult that sure. I have totally incorporated into my vocabulary. <laughs> uh, now someone cuts you off in traffic, you're like, fuck you, lamb, lamb fucker. fucker. Uh, he, he tried to take a punch at me. Okay. And, I mean, he was he was so gone that he missed, and he fell. <laughs> uh, fast forward, like, a few minutes later, I was sitting next to these girls, and a guy just walks up and gets down on his knee and proposes to one of the women, who, of course, says no. Because, because, because she does not know him. Yeah, she's never met him before. <laughs> a few minutes after that, the captain of the boat gets on the intercom to announce that all of the toilets are clogged, <laughs> and uh, so nobody can go to the bathroom for the whole trip. Oh, no. A few minutes after that, like, this, there's this, I'm like, this little k- kid, like a 10-year-old, um, who I think was there with like, a wrestling competition, because there were a bunch of like youth wrestlers, okay, like h- dozens if not hundreds, uh-huh. just starts throwing up. So he's over.
0: drunk. Drunk 10-year-old on this booze cruise.
2: But so,
1: if I remember correctly, he's not just throwing up, he's throwing up in the sink and then
2: throwing up in the next sink. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. He's sink, going right? from sink to sink to <laughs> sink, throwing up in each of the sinks. Like... Like as if this was his mission. Like, like leaving I get a little piece of everyone. himself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A- anyway, long story short, I am. <laughs> I'm just flabbergasted by this. So I'm. You were alone. Right? I'm, I'm by myself. <laughs> to be frank, I'm a little hungover myself from having gone out the night before in Estonia. From your
1: own Estonian booze cruise.
2: Exactly, and uh, I have nothing else to do but you know post about it on Facebook on their extremely slow and glitchy Wi-Fi. Um, it got picked up by a couple blogs uh, in San Francisco, where I'm from. Those, in turn, got picked up by the Finnish media. And next thing I know, I am all over the news. And
1: you're in Finland, Finland. while well, this is happening, I'm in Finland. I'm in
2: Helsinki. So I'm actually... I'm, I'm, and I, I, mean, I love Finland. I love the Finnish people. I should be very clear about that. <laughs> Aside from the one punch-throwing
1: lamb fucker.
2: I'm not a fan of his.
1: You <laughs> is... might have been a stoned no he was definitely Finnish? Yes. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um... But I, I'm in a meeting uh, at uh, uh, the, like the Finnish Music Export Office, and uh, I leave the meeting, and one of, my, one of my colleagues there comes up to me, and he's got his laptop open, and he says, "Dan, you're the number one trending news topic in Finland right now."
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and sure enough, Dan it's like, Koplowitz it's blowing up like all over, like all over Reddit. Ilta-Sanomat uh, is the main newspaper in Finland. It's like their New York Times. All over the, I'm um, their number one news story of the day. They, they <laughs> called me in. I was on TV. Oh, that's I was so was. Awesome. I must have gotten four or five hundred Facebook friend requests from just random Finnish if people. If I remember
1: correctly, you went on a date because of this, right? I like did. someone was like,
2: hey,
0: like, hey, funny fairy guy, you wanna go out?
2: <laughs> it's, uh, and still to this day when I meet uh, Finnish people, I mean, any Finnish person, I think, under the age of, you know, 50, let's say, probably. You say, do you know the Finnish ferry guy? F-E-R-R-Y guy. (laughs) On the boat. (laughs) On the boat. The boat dude. Uh So that, uh, I will never live that down. (laughs) But, I mean, I
0: was going to say, if someone is to be remembered in a foreign land for something, being funny is a, uh, Yeah. like, I... I would welcome that, I think.
1: If I remember correctly, just one final thing. You did get recognized on the street while you were there, right? I did. As the Finnish fairy
0: guy.
2: As the Finnish fairy guy. Fantastic. That's awesome.
0: And so uh, Dan gave us the wonderful suggestion of watching Mel Brooks' 1987 uh, comedy cult smash hit Spaceballs.
1: And I am so excited about this. I've been really wanting to do this one. And
0: the great part about Spaceballs, for me, is like I I I do think like I, oh, I love it. And then I think about it, I'm like... Did Have I? I seen this since I become a teenager? You know what I mean. Like I know I saw it a lot when I was a kid, but I can't really remember. So speaking of what I can remember, Dan, in thirty seconds or less, what is Spaceballs about?
2: Well, I mean the the easiest and most simple way to describe it, if I'm remembering correctly, is it is a classic Mel Brooks comedy, uh, and it's a parody of Star Wars. Really? A movie that, and here's where I lose all my credit, and please don't throw anything at me. I'm actually not a super big Star Wars guy. I know, I know that (laughs) (laughs) everything I say for the rest of the podcast is now tainted. I love that
1: you are a person that wanted to do spaceballs that doesn't like Star Wars. That fascinates me. But that's me. We're getting into. I I like the
2: parody more than the original. No, I
1: respect anyway. So it's
2: a it's a Star Wars
0: parody by Mel Brooks. But can you remember any plot elements of it?
2: Sure. So it stars uh, John Candy who plays a dog that is a man named Mog, oh, okay. if memory serves. No, no, he's a Mog, but his name is Barf. I'm so glad I There you go, barf? yeah. So he's like the Chewbacca character. He's the Chewbacca character. Uh, the Darth Vader character is played by Rick Moranis. Oh man, uh, where did Rick, where did you go, Rick Moranis? I
1: actually know that story. Oh. I recently read an article about Rick Moranis and what happened to him.
0: What? Please give Rick us the 15-second version. Rick
1: Moranis' wife died in oh the gosh. early 90s, and he left the industry in order to raise his kids.
2: Oh, wow. Good guy, Rick Moranis. Although in this one, he's
1: our bad guy. And
2: uh... He's, yeah, extremely heavy-breathing, asthmatic-sounding, <laughs> yeah. with a helmet about 10 times bigger than his head. Right. I remember Joan Rivers
0: yes. is in it. Joan so Rivers is in this yes. movie? Oh, my God.
2: As the uh, sea... Oh, C three PO, uh, type character, but is like oh my god! I'm prudish. so excited
1: to watch this, guys!
0: I, wow, I did, you this is already more than I remembered. All I the only things I remember all the things you've said, and I remember that the Millennium Falcon is a Winnebago. I think that's the <laughs> only other
2: thing I remember about this. <laughs> I feel like that's
1: all we need to remember about this.
2: Movie? <laughs> I, you know, I like it. I'm excited. But as far as what else I remember about Spaceballs, um, you know, little little plot snippets and dialogue snippets, but. Yeah. So uh,
0: so when do you think was about the last time that you maybe saw this movie?
2: Who boy. I mean, I watched it a lot when I was a kid. I have not seen it in the last 15 years.
0: Fantastic. Perfect. Because I, I, I was, I, I'm serious, I don't think I've seen this since I became, like maybe 12 or 13 might have been the last time I saw this movie.
1: I think when I was in high school, I was at a party where we watched it, but I was definitely like... Doing the like hand makeout with the boy, I was like not dating underneath the blanket. Hand makeout. You know, like when you're like underneath, underneath the blanket. a blanket with a boy. Yeah,
2: that, it's, and, it's pronounced hand job, I believe. No,
1: no, no, no. I was way too prude for that. Oh,
2: you're just no, holding hands yeah. really hard.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, no, like, no, no. She's no, just
2: no. like really just like rubbing your palms. No, to no, get,
1: no, you're like. You are know, like, sit next to the boy that you like, mm-hmm. and then suddenly his hand, like, is, like, right is next like to your touching hand. your pinky. Oh, this, this small, then,
0: the small, the game. Oh, the, so, slow, yeah. the, the creeping hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The slow so, handhold game. So
1: while this was playing, when I was maybe a freshman in high school, I wasn't fucking paying attention to anything. All I was paying attention, like, my, like, literally, I think that my hand, like, somehow took over my eyeballs, and I was just, like, watching
0: this go on. Watching the slow, like, creep of okay, yeah. now, our pinkies are side by side.
2: Is he yeah. gonna put his pinky over top of mine? Yes! Oh
0: my god! Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: That still, by the way, like... is my default behavior. I <laughs> <with Emma.
0: laughs> uh, great. So, um, I'm, I'm very curious, because this is the first Mel Brooks movie that we've done, um, and Mel Brooks movies, there's definitely a time in my life, like we were talking about Airplane and stuff like that, where, like, I watched a lot of these, but I I, that really was in my pre-teen years, and I'm really hoping Mel Brooks' movies hold up. Like, I'm really hoping there isn't a whole lot of, like, ooh, that's in poor taste now. Well, I now. mean, we have
1: to remember that, like, he did Blazing Saddles and things like that. He was, like, the, the work that he was doing, he, he knew that he was kind of, like, pushing pushing. Sure, 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 yeah. And so, in a way that, I don't know if really Spaceballs falls into that. I actually right. don't know. Like maybe, right. maybe we find out that this is like an amazing.
0: Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm quite hopeful. <laughs> I'm just I'm like I'm like okay, come on, Mel Brooks, still be funny and poignant all this all these years later. Well,
2: I'm I'm also just cur- I mean you know he's Young Frankenstein for example right. is indisputably a classic. Yeah, Blazing Saddles, I'd say the same thing. He's had some other movies that were not as great or maybe didn't stand the test of time as well. So where does Spaceballs So Yeah, where does it lie? fall on the continuum? Because I
1: don't think I've ever had anybody tell me where Spaceballs lies on yeah. that.
0: Well, won't you join us in finding out where on your personal continuum Spaceballs falls? Uh, Spaceballs is available on Hulu right now, so if you got Hulu, won't you pause the podcast and stream it with me, Laura, and Dan Kobowitz as we watch Spaceballs?
2: There it is, Planet Druidian. Underneath the air shield, 10,000 years of fresh air. We must get through that air shield. We will, sir. Once we kidnap the princess, we can force her father, King Roland, to give us the combination to the air shield, thereby destroying planet Druidia and saving planet Spaceball. Everybody got that? Spaceballs. The move. Princess Vespa spaceship within range, sir.
0: Good.
2: What's going on? It's either the 4th of July, or someone's trying to kill us.
1: Now we will show her who is in charge of this galaxy. If you do
2: not give me the combination to the air shield, Dr. Slotkin will give your daughter back her old nose. No!
1: Only one man and his trusted companion can save planet Druidia from disaster.
2: Okay, Eagle 5, coming in. Own star.
1: First, they must learn the secrets of yogurt.
2: Yogurt! I am the keeper of a greater magic. The force? No. The Schwartz. Avoid capture
1: on a distant planet. Tell them to comb the desert, you hear me? Comb the desert! Found anything yet? We ain't found. Battle the entire space ball army
2: my ear. Holy.
1: <laughs> and escape the clutches of dark helmet.
2: I see your Schwartz is as
1: big as mine. Abandon ship. Proceed to escape pods. What
2: the hell's the matter with this sea, <laughs> When does this happen in the movie? Give me balls.
1: Ah! Spaceballs. The movie.
2: How do I know you're not making faces at
1: me under that thing? And may the Schwartz be with you. All right, guys. That was Spaceballs.
0: Yeah. Uh, so now that we're back, let's get just our, our first impressions. Uh, Dan, what's, what is your immediate, like... Just reaction to watching that.
2: Well, man, I mean, it's a Mel Brooks movie for sure. <laughs> like yeah. s- start to finish. It, I, I didn't love everything. There's definitely some jokes that fall flat. There's some scenes and some references that were kind of groaners. But I laughed in spite of myself. I mean, it it <laughs> remains like you, you, the jokes are so stupid, and, <laughs> but they're funny.
0: Right, right, right. It is. It is kind of funny how I. I definitely got the feeling that like, while we were watching it, there was a lot of um, that kind of old uh, like Stooges style comedy, like, and, like where oh this is a very obvious setup, so everyone sees the the punchline coming. Uh, but then it comes and you're just like, ah, yeah, we knew it. <laughs> uh, in fact, they even do like a really great Abbott and Costello kind of who's on first scene at one point, uh, Dark Dark Helmet and Colonel Sanders does it where they're just doing, like when they're watching oh, yeah. the movie of Spaceballs, which is my favorite joke in the entire movie. Uh, we're jumping all over the place. But at one point in the movie, Rick Moranis' character, Dark Helmet, uh, watches the movie Spaceballs. And they fast forward to the part in the movie that they're talking about, and they're watching themselves watch themselves.
2: It's such a funny fourth wall break. Well, I mean, it breaks the fourth wall there's there's a dozen times in the movie. I mean, there's at one, but one of the fight scenes towards the end when they're fighting with their lightsabers. Or oh, right. they,
0: uh, like, kill a boom
2: operator. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the humor, it's so it's so belt, but... I mean, I love it. It's, you know, as as a dad joke aficionado, it's basically just a film full of dad jokes. Oh my jokes. God,
0: yes. Like, Mel Brooks is like your Jewish dad. Like, making all the, huh, huh. <laughs> yeah, See what I did there? <laughs> uh, it's called wordplay. You know? <laughs> uh, Laura, so what's your initial impression?
1: You know, one thing that got pointed out when we were watching um, is how slow these jokes move to my 2016 eye oh yeah and and dan pointed out when we said that that this of its time was a very fast moving film and that was a really interesting thing to think about and how just fast
0: our attention yeah spans, how so. fast
1: our attention spans how fast you know editing and cuts have really gone um and there, there were many moments where just it it just kind of dragged between it just felt like Slow setup, slow setup, slow setup.
2: Joke, joke, joke. Slow setup, slow setup. Joke, joke. They, te- yeah. I mean, they telegraph a lot of the jokes. Yeah. A, a couple yeah. moves ahead. Yeah. And and I mean, like you said, Marshall, this is a subtle thing, but it matters. Like even just the editing, they just they hold the reaction yeah. shots a split mm-hmm. second longer than they would have before. Yeah, I I would say that um, like there's there's not too much in the
0: movie like that I feel ne- necessarily needs to be like, whole swaths that need to be cut out. There's but one. I, they're, yeah. They're, <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, an incredibly uncomfortable sexual harassment joke scene that, toward the end of the movie where where John Candy's character just, like, harasses a waitress. He sticks
1: his tail up, a, up the skirt, the back of a, a waitress's skirt.
0: And then when and she, like, complains about it. And was an accident. And then when she complains about it, he, like, throws it in her face while then calling her.
1: Yeah, it was very weird. But I actually want to take a step further and say that that entire scene was so unnecessary for this film. It actually felt so basically like he drops uh, Princess Vespa off on her planet.
0: It's toward the end of the film. Toward the
1: but spoiler alert, he gets her back home, <laughs> and uh, at that point he leaves. And the next thing you see is this scene at a diner, which is which we get that weird sexual harassment moment and then it's just a replay of uh, the alien movie when the the alien comes out of the yeah and then he comes out and he starts doing, like, a song and dance with a hat. Hello,
2: like, oh, my baby. You know? Hello, my darling. And that was yeah, funny, like, though. And
1: I understand. I understand why they were like, oh, fuck, we don't really have a place for this scene anymore. Well, we got to keep it. But they shoved it into weird anticlimactic. It was so anticlimactic.
0: And it, it's actually, like, a several-minute-long scene for just those three jokes. Yeah. Jo- you know, jokes. Yeah. Like, the tail harassment joke, the chest. joke. this is one joke. of those
1: moments we talk about all the time on this show where... I'm like, sometimes things get savagely cut to get down to 90 minutes where this movie was one hour and 36 minutes long. And that scene was six minutes and it would have been a perfect 90 minute <laughs> film. And they cut out this unnecessary thing, even if the joke was good.
0: Right. Uh, uh, this
1: time, I feel like the editors were a little lazy.
0: So, so. So the whole kind of premise of the 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 one thing that uh, this this movie has a bunch of great jokes that I feel all play around with the convention of storytelling. Like all the really best jokes are the fourth wall breaks for me, and um, and just about anything Dark Helmet does. I feel like Rick <laughs> Moranis is the standout
2: in this movie. I like
0: his little short. Uh,
2: yes. You know, I, I I agree, but but John Candy holds his own. I mean, he's he's a fun character. Yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: What's your name? Barf <laughs> No, what's your what's your full name? Barf follow <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: it's so okay so the premise of the movie uh, that that uh, we have a we have a princess and she's like the princess of a planet that the evil Empire wants to steal all the air from uh, and she gets kidnapped in the process of trying to like ransom her for like a waiting anyway. The king hires our Han Solo character, played by Bill Pullman. When he shows up, we're all like, "Oh yeah, Bill Pullman's in this movie." What
1: happened to that guy?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, he was the president in Independence Day, oh, and then right. I think that's about it. I
1: forgot.
0: Well, but I I, sure. w- I work with his daughter. Oh really? Yeah. What?
2: She's in a band that I represent. That's so
0: rad. What instrument? They're does called
2: she play? The Last Hurrah, and they're actually really, really, really good. The Last Hurrah,
0: starring. What? Pullman?
2: M- Mesa Pullman. Mesa Pullman. M A E S A. And it's her and. Uh, like sixty something year old Norwegian dude with wicked sideburns. So what... I thought
1: you were gonna tell me it was her and sixty something Norwegians. <laughs> yeah, like she has an army of. them.
2: They're actually really good.
1: Not <laughs> to go on a tangent. <laughs> no, no, but they're
2: no. Fantastic. What, what sort
0: of genre would you call? This?
2: Oh, it's like this kind of smoky Nico K style torch song. Oh, very alt right. country. They put out a record called Mudflowers like a year or two ago. That was I maybe my favorite record of the year.
0: All right. Well, we may we may link to that on our uh, website too. Yeah. yeah, check it out. Good music recommendations from Dan Koblowitz. <laughs> uh
1: And then we find and out. And how old? How old was she? Was she alive when this? 1987. Oh, I.
2: I mean, I maybe. I mean, maybe I'm just, a wee, I'm just a wee thinking
1: wee about like, was
2: she unsaid? Bill Bill Pullman's looking pretty like young and handsome in this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. we totally buy that. I mean, both of our leads are attractive.
1: Right.
0: Uh, and and so when they're like into each other, I'm like, these two are both of equivalent. I do like level. how
1: on the nose they played their attraction because they absolutely did have chemistry. Uh-huh. But it was such a perfect thing where she would suddenly like lean into him while she was talking and then get really quiet, and and then catch herself. Yeah. And it was it was it was so wonderfully overacted. I actually really liked her. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, there's no place for subtlety in acting in this type of movie. I mean, everything no. is like no, is, but, you but play like and everything's plays, turned up to ten on purpose. She plays yeah. the
1: up to ten with such nuance, which is a really weird thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. Like
0: she's such an over the top.
1: Yeah, Jewish but she America really princess. no, 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 no.
2: Dru- she's a dru- she's druish, dru-ish American princess. princess. Yeah.
1: No, but she really chose her moments uh-huh. to like feel that <laughs> and. Like, I, I was just I was really impressed with how she did that because it wasn't she she actually created she she actually created some layers to it uh-huh. she created layers to slapstick on the nose comedy which was like cool for me um, in a way that I don't really feel like any of the other characters did hmm. and it's because most of her over the topness like not most of but it's mostly I'm talking about when they were when they were being intimate uh-huh. like I just felt I felt like like, such a, she had such specificity with that, which, she just made really good acting choices. Yeah, yeah. Which was really great to see in a slapstick comedy.
0: Oh, see, now this is interesting. So each of us had a different favorite character in this, I feel.
1: I don't uh, know if she's my favorite character. Oh, okay. Because she also annoyed the hell out of me. well,
2: And we also, we haven't mentioned Mel Brooks who appears twice. Oh, twice.
1: True, two, two separate characters. And so,
2: and
0: so he plays both the Emperor of the Evil Empire, and he also plays Yogurt, who is the Schwartz Master. And I gotta... Uh, so, and so uh, Yogurt's like Yoda, and he teaches uh, Lone Star Bill Pullman how to use the Schwartz, which is a magic ring. Or I guess it's not a magic ring. It was you find it out, the whole time. yeah. Um, but... I think as a child, I, as I was watching this, I was confused as to what the Schwartz is. And I remembered, man, even as a kid, I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and I watched this movie, I still have no idea what's going on. Is it just a last name? I really thing? think it you're just,
1: thinking about it too much.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're looking for, like, plot continuity. Yeah, if like,
1: you're looking for, like, the etymology um, of the word Schwartz and what it's supposed to mean in depth. I think you're you're digging well, too far. I guess my thought
0: is like, it, it seemed like, I guess when I was young, I thought, is this like a Yiddish word that means something? Because now I'm thinking that name. he should have been like, I will give you the chutzpah. You know what I mean? But it's supposed to rhyme.
1: It
2: rhymes with th- yeah. yeah words? Right? Yeah. Yeah. One and the kids. I mean, yogurt is like the super Jewishy, you know, merchandising, <laughs> merchandising. <laughs> I, and I, I have to add. So this is one of the great things. Is you know, the, I, I like this scene a lot. I think uh, it's like one of the really classic scenes. Again, breaking uh, the fourth wall. Where like yeah, they meet yeah, yogurt. Yeah. They
0: already have the merchandise for the movie they're currently shooting.
2: Yeah. So and you see it throughout the you know uh, space balls, the toilet paper, space balls, Shaving the place. Cream. Yeah. yeah.
1: Space balls, the placemat. Yeah.
2: And space balls we paused the movie in the middle of the, at one scene the emperor is uh horsing around in his bed with the, like these two blonde women uh-huh and under Spaceballs, the sheet right and yeah. i actually paused it and looked it's such a cool sheet because yeah. it's, it's got a picture of pizza the hut all oh, right
0: it. so yeah the character pizza the hut i feel like we'd be remiss not to talk about uh because so at one point the job of the hut parody character which is just a giant pile of talking pizza which, so Laura, you
1: love pizza. I love pizza so much. And your, and your reaction to the scene. Is potentially ruining pizza for me. <laughs> like I, So I love bread, but I'm not supposed to love bread because I'm not supposed to eat gluten. And that's always a contention in, in this house where Marshall and I live together. Cause Marshall's always like, Laura, why are you eating more pizza? And I'm like, I can't stop myself. Pizza's amazing. And <laughs> I looked at him when we were watching this movie and I was like, listen, If you want me to stop eating pizza, if you see me eating pizza, if you see me trying to order pizza, you literally just need to put on a video of this Uh and I will get so grossed out by the concept of pizza that I will not eat it. (laughs) That's how much I was grossed out by Pizza the Hut.
2: That aversion therapy did not work with me. He was all
1: like, mm, pizza.
2: We we ordered Thai food that we ate, we watched it, Uh and it was delicious and I really liked it and you have some good local Thai food guys (laughs) (laughs) but at that moment as I'm like eating my red curry I was like I kind of wish we had pizza right now. <laughs> That's
1: fascinating. We're That's so, so Listen to this, this giant,
2: gross glob because of the... molten pepperoni. It, it was like, like
1: falling popping, into his mouth, and he had like a weird, like tongue that just looked like a muscle. It was it's so very gross. gross. Yeah, so gross. Okay, but the best name. I always love the name Pizza the Hut. Right, Black, of course.
0: So now, one one character that really befuddled me is so Joan Rivers plays the voice of the C three PO character, whose name is Dot Matrix. And Joan Rivers is a comedian. She has not a single funny line in this entire movie. Not a single thing she says is funny or even an attempt at really a good joke. All of her joke lines either land like a pile of bricks or she just doesn't even have joke lines.
2: You could have almost gotten rid of her as a character, except that when you're doing a Star Wars movie, You you have to have a robot. But she was... And it's funny because yeah. Joan Rivers is so funny. So funny. It ch- I, I completely agree with you, though.
1: Yeah, I feel like if we if we move into the moment of, like, how would we do this movie differently, I feel like that character could be written absolutely differently. It'd be so much funnier. Right. I feel like you could add, like, I f- it would be much better having a, a girl that voices it that's, that's, like, the same age as the other, uh, as Princess Vespa. And I think it would also be very fun to create a very. Hilariously weird, like, like romance between her and Barf. Right, right. Like they that did felt like a, it was so missing. Right. I I kind
0: of thought the whole time that I agreed that I, I didn't understand what her character's purpose was in because she didn't have kind of like She's a. Recur- basically,
1: just a chastity belt.
0: It's mostly just for the for the virginity joke, which like Mel Brooks, I he is a bit hung up on virginity as a punchline because that's also a punchline <laughs> in Men and Tights. And it's like eh, it's not really a funny joke, and it never I mean, really any of the Virgin Alarm stuff. It never really land.
2: Well, I mean, me. the the humor is you know this is, it's so, it would be so different from the kind of uh, you know the 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 R rated comedies that you see the the Judd Apatow type yeah. things. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, because it's a little like. You know they use swear words and their sex jokes, but like in the way that a twelve-year-old would tell a sex joke. It's like you said boner. Like (laughs) that's that's the style. That's as far as it goes. Right. Yeah. I I think the the one
0: thing that um, would have been great is while I was watching it and really wanting Joan Rivers' character to get funny, I kept thinking what could have been a funny character choice for her instead in keeping with how over the top with the like as a jewish comedy all mel brooks movies are like i would have thought it should be so funny if she was like a judith light character from transparent like kind of the overbearing jewish mother who just wants to take care of you and like (laughs) make sure you're well fed and stuff because we have the princess who doesn't have a mother character just has her her, her dad, who is himself a bit of a Jewish stereotype, talking about all the great deals he got on stuff. But then I thought it'd be really funny if the if the C three PO character was an overbearing mother type, and that was maybe more of her. Joke.
1: That's a good. That, okay, I I can see both of these things as good options. <laughs> yeah. All right. We got some options on the table for how we rewrite this. So I think we're at that moment where we really need to ask: If you were to remake this, Dan, today, what would you change? How would you do it differently?
2: Well, I mean, I think you would know. Would
1: you do anything
2: differently? There are some things I would do differently. I mean, and I do think it was funny. And I mean, you know, there there are moments in it I have to say, I have to point out one other like little snippet that I just thought was delightful. Although even in its own way, it was a retread. Which is Michael Winslow, is yeah. in it. So he's the guy from the police academy movies. Oh, yeah, 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 Who makes the weird? <laughs> beep, 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 beep,
0: beep, yeah, the I mouth sounds guy. A cameo. And it's just like... It's like his own scene unto itself. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, he doesn't appear for the rest of the movie. So all these little moments, like snippets here and there that were delightful. Uh-huh. The whole thing, as far as does it kind of hang together... No, you know, in a way, it, it's interesting because now that you're bringing that up, the thing that did
0: feel like is we were watching like a themed episode of a sketch comedy show. Yeah, it was more like a bunch yes. of sketches, like a like a night of Saturday Night Live, essentially. Uh, with recurring characters, but the scenes really didn't matter to each other in order or anything. It was all like, hey, here's another great Star Wars parody scene. You know, like, we'll we'll do that uh, learning from the Yoda master scene. We'll do one about ludicrous speed. Like the ludicrous speed scene was hilarious. They've gone plaid! Right, there's a part in the thing uh, when uh, the bad guys are trying to catch up to the good guys and they throw it from light speed into ludicrous speed. And everything goes from stretchy stars to plaid, and then when they put on the brakes, dark helmet goes flying across and like <laughs> flies into a wall. And it's such like a funny cartoon joke. There's a few like real cartoon jokes in this one. In this I movie. mean, the
1: whole thing when everyone on the uh, when everyone on the ship is escaping at the very end, and they're all taking those pods off. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't even okay. So so the. Uh, The emergency, like, uh, what's it called? Self-destruct. Self-destruct gets hit in the end in the big, that's exciting, uh, what's-his-face did his job. What's his name? Lone Star did his job. Yeah. And uh, then suddenly, as everyone's figuring out that they have to evacuate through these little, like, pods that shoot off um, from the ship, this whole circus shows up. Oh, right. And I'm just like, and then they're all taking the pods, um, so what was and up with that circus? Front, well, um, it's, it's like, yeah. I mean, it
2: basically is it's like a montage scene, basically, yeah. and it's set to music. Oh, yeah. It's like space balls. Yeah. Oh. Right. Spaceballs. Yeah, there's like a
0: full-on like the Ghostbusters theme, like an upbeat 80s pop song
1: about space balls. And yeah, while well, while a Never before seen group of circus performers <laughs> come up from the bottom of the ship and steal all of the pods that get you off of the ship, so that the <laughs> so that anyone that we've already met that's on the ship can't get off of it. And I was just so flabbergasted by this turn of events. I mean, it was absolutely fantastic. But yeah. this
2: is this is yeah. the principle. Yeah. Bo- this genre of movie is not about observing the subtleties of human behavior it's it's like that's funny let's put it in right there did seem
0: like there was a lot of jokes where it's like this is such a such a very funny writer's room joke Whereas it's like oh oh, wait and then the uh the alien will then put on a little top hat and sing hello my darling (laughs) okay do it it's in sure that's in the movie So one of the the three principal bad guys in this movie uh, are 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 the the president, um, President Scroob, and then Dark Helmet, and then Dark Helmet's like head Nazi, who's Colonel Sanders. And his name is Colonel Sanders, which is funny in and of itself, but his name is only (laughs) Colonel Sanders (laughs) for like the best dad joke in the entire movie. Because at one point he's like, uh, we can't go that fast, sir. It'd be too dangerous. And Rick Moranis gets up in his face and says, what's wrong, Colonel Sanders? Chicken? (laughs) And It's like the best dumb joke. It's I th- so I think boring. was
2: that the one where we both simultaneously just went wah wah wah. No, no which no. one liked, was that? We liked no, that one because yeah. that one landed. There was one. No, nope, but I mean that, that, that that's that's a gesture of respect
0: oh, and admiration yeah. for me if it gets the trombone. I think that I think the sad trombone. I feel like that was a John Candy line that got a sad trombone. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so John Candy's really funny in this as the as the Mog and he's really lovable, and I really liked yeah. his friendship with Bill Pullman. Like, I felt like, yeah, these guys are... They, like, these actors are having fun making mm-hmm. this movie, which is that, I felt like that's definitely a throughlight in the entire movie. Like, like while the movie went a little bit slow, no one seemed to be having a bad time, as opposed to, like, Legend, where there were times where, like, nobody's happy to be in this scene. <laughs> but the thing I liked about this one, it seems like everybody's in on the joke. So even the jokes that don't yeah. land, it's like... Ah, oh, everybody in the scene wanted it
2: to land. I mean, it's a, right. it's a Mel Brooks movie. Who wouldn't want to be in a Mel Brooks? movie? The, the guy's not Werner Herzog, where he's right. you know got a loaded gun pointed at the <laughs> actors. You know, uh-huh. I mean, it's yeah. They're they're clearly goofing around on you know on set. I, I I would not be surprised if they wrote half the jokes. You know,
0: oh sure, the right. day before. And I mean and this is at a time when Mel Brooks has had several hits. So like now like he was kind of like the Judd Apatow of the 80s or whatever. Tori. Everybody wanted to be in his comedies cuz he got he had some like a lot of hits like we were talking about earlier with like Blazing Saddles and that sort of thing. And soon to be uh Robin Hood and Tights which would have came out after this one. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Robin Hood in Tights because uh, like Dan you're a little bit older than me than us you like oh, remind me remind I feel like me. you're like three or four years older than me <laughs>
1: which it for the purposes of our show is actually sometimes very important
0: right because what I was thinking is uh like so Dan recommended that we did spaceballs and I while well, I definitely watched spaceballs when I was a kid for me Mel Brooks movies start with Robin Hood Men in Tights, which was which came out oh, about three really? or four years afterwards. So I feel like see whatever. With Spaceballs. Yeah, see, I think whatever age it was that like you you saw Spaceballs, and were like, this is hilarious. I was that age when Men and came out and was like, this is hilarious.
2: (laughs) You want to see a really early Mel Brooks movie? That's actually pretty funny, but it was, it might have been his first movie. It was certainly among his first. Is a movie called Twelve Chairs. Which makes a cameo in this movie. Which makes a cameo in this movie. in the
1: VHS section when they decide to watch Spaceballs in order to figure out (laughs) how to find the people that they are.
0: They only have Mel Brooks movies in their VCR cabinet in that scene. And And
1: they're in chronological
0: or their chronological order which is great and it's like oh obviously we'll just put my movies in there so we don't have to pay the rights from anybody (laughs) else it's such a great like that's that scene is my favorite scene because every joke in it is so meta like it's so layered and it's some of the most brilliant and then they go on to have like a who's on first like uh, when are we gonna to get to now? We're now right now, sir. <laughs> like they have this whole conversation that's like so great. It's the smartest written scene for me, and I could watch that scene a, a hundred more times.
2: I mean, the moments there are moments of comedy genius, and they're kind of mixed in with some jokes that land with a thud. I mean, is that is that fair to say? Yeah, uh, I think absolutely. that's that's really fair.
0: All right, so now we get to the uh, titular question of our uh, of our whole podcast: <laughs> Do I still love it? Dan Koplowitz, Do you still love it?
2: I still like it. Okay. But I realized that I used a different word than you did. Uh, <laughs> it's I, okay. I still like it more than I like Star Wars. Oh. Oh. But. Oh, rough. Okay, yeah, I know. On. Like I say, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm losing now, respect by the minute. I,
1: I need to know. Have you tried to rewatch Star Wars as an adult? Yeah. Oh, um, fair enough. Okay.
0: Uh, hey, you know, I accept I really that for some like, people Star Wars so we're in
1: the conversation. Yeah. This is a person that admits he doesn't like Star Wars.
2: Why? Oh yeah. I Oh man, don't put me on okay. the spot you're here. You're in a safe place. You're in a safe space. It's not that I don't like it actually. Okay. You know the thing is, I actually I do like it. It's just this cult of personality that has sprung up around Star Wars and this just sort of the 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 and I'm a, but it's a hypocritical of me because there's other pop culture entertainment that I'm completely obsessed with. And I mean, you know, I can watch, so I know every you're line from Wet Hot American oh. Summer. It's so cool for Star Wars. Uh, maybe I'm not cool enough. Oh, I just, I like it, but it's it, too mainstream for you. Oh, man. You're a
1: hipster. Just no, admit it. You're no, tur- an
2: anti-Star Wars Oh, hipster. come on. Don't, don't, don't play me like that. I'll say this though. I will say this if you've ever seen Turkish Star Wars. <laughs> Turkish Star Wars? Have what is you Turkish know- Star Wars? Turkish Star Wars. Oh my was, god. This is so incredible. Please. There's a rip-off. It's from you can look this up on Google. These guys in Turkey. Oh,
0: like when they did Spider-Man? I've seen like a Turkish Spider-Man, I
2: think. It's crazy. And they actually, they used footage from Star Wars, they just and the things that they didn't literally steal they like blatantly copied and That's so there is hilarious. a Turkish Star Wars on the
0: internet on somewhere. the
2: internet somewhere.
0: Oh my gosh, I cannot wait. <laughs> we'll have links to that also on the internet. <laughs> yeah,
1: of course of course you'd be like, ah, oh, Star Wars is fine, but Turkish Star Wars oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my
2: type of movie uh,
1: So, uh, Laura
0: time for you to answer the question <sighs>
1: I, I was really excited to see this movie. I had really high expectations. Uh-huh. And so this movie kind of fell flat for me. Oh, no. I did not hate it by any stretch of the term. It was just kind of meh. Yeah? Yeah. Like, it did not have enough consistent humor for me to stay on board with sections that dragged for a very long time. And so while I can respect the fact that in the 80s, this probably did move fast, and it might not be the fact that I was a kid then and I'm an adult now. It might just be the fact that that was 1985 and this is 2016. um, And we just, you know, like my attention span has just been decimated by the internet and every everything. Um, All right, and and you, do Uh, you still love it? So I'm
0: gonna say that there is a there's parts of it that I do still love, and I think I still love Mel Brooks movies, and I'm mm-hmm. excited to do more of them. But I'm hoping that the other ones are better than this one because this one was not as good as I remembered it being. So I, I hope that it was just a misremembrance on this one and not on Young Frankenstein or on uh, Blazing Saddles or Robin Hood mm-hmm. and Tights. But that said uh the whole kind of it, it did not go it did not go super bad for me very like like except for that one like really awkward and like unfortunate to watch like harassment scene like otherwise like i was always waiting for dark helmet to come back on screen i kind of felt any scene involving him was hilarious and so in that way i definitely really like it still
1: mm-hmm. Fair. but i
0: can't say that i love it
1: all right i wouldn't
0: need to own this one on dvd
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: But the merchandise. But the merchandise.
1: And the merchandise. If I
2: can find real space balls, the sheet, I am absolutely <laughs> buying myself a duvet cover.
1: I would not put it past you to do that. Yeah. I, have
2: a, I have a my bloody Valentine duvet cover. <laughs>
1: when I, I met I'm you, sure you can... when I met you, you had a fleece tiger, just like tiger pelt. Like with a tiger on oh, it. Oh
2: yeah, made out of like bed. the most. Well, it was like the most synthetic material. Like, I bought it in like Chinatown. Yeah, or some I was gonna say. I'm place. pretty
1: sure you like bought it from one of those people that like has those trucks on the street that just like puts out blankets. Oh, I'm sure you for could like probably 15 bucks a piece.
0: Yeah, and I'm. You could probably go on Etsy and find somebody who will make you a uh, spaceballs the sheet.
1: It's true. Uh,
2: that's what I'm gonna
1: I think do. Think I know what to get you for your next birthday. Awesome so uh so
0: yeah so Spaceballs it's worth a watch you can watch it on hulu i think i think everybody here would it was worth a watch yeah, it was you'll right. laugh i would have
1: enjoyed this is, this is one that i would have been cool watching on a saturday afternoon on tbs
0: right uh <laughs> all right well i think that about wraps it up i want to thank dan kakowitz yeah! for being on our show the oh, finnish pleasure, legend himself
2: thanks for having uh, me
0: funny man of finland uh and so thank you so much for suggesting space balls. We had all a good time. And so for Do I Still Love It, this is Marshall James. And this is Laura Weiss saying, May the Schwartz be with you.
2: This has
1: been a you.